was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, The Work of Faith. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. You to turn with me in your Bible to James chapter 2. The second chapter of the book of James. And I'm going to begin reading verses 17 through 26. 17 through 26, James chapter 2. I'm sorry, 14 through 26, James chapter 2. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, And one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The demons also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. In like manner also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Now I need to read this to you in the Amplified Version and I want you to loan me your ear. What I'm going to be talking about in this session here today 
is the works of faith. The works of faith. If you got it, it's going to be visible. All righty. I'm going to read this to you in the Amplified. Commencing at verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you say to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds. And I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that. And shudder. You foolish man. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did? When he offered his son Isaac on the altar. You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God. And it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see then that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. In the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Somebody say amen. amen. And there's an intellectual argument here that we all need to enter into. And that intelligent argument is a person just running his mouth. James, the brother of our Lord Jesus Christ, deals with the intellectual aspect of what is coming out of a person's mouth. So a man may say you have faith. The question is now, show me your faith without your deeds. And I'll show you my faith by my deeds. I'm not just talking. I'm walking the talk. And I'm talking to walk. Because if I say to a brother or a sister who is naked or destitute and does not have the things that they really need, and I say, go be warm, be filled, be good, 
and I offer no assistance, then I'm just intellectually putting my mouth out there so that I can sound good and look good, but I don't do good. So faith then without works or corresponding action is graveyard dead. So as we talk about the works of faith, we're not talking about a man not working and somebody supporting him and he's lazy. We, we passed that point. Because you have to rightly divide the scriptures so as to be able to come out with the accuracy of what the Holy Ghost is literally saying. So what is it going to profit if a man says that he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? Now, when, when James says this, can faith save him? Don't get it twisted because by grace through faith are you saved. And that not of yourselves. That grace and that faith is not of yourself. It is the gift of God and is not of works lest any man should boast. So what is it going to profit anybody who keeps talking about they have faith, but they don't have works? Can faith save them? Now, right here, we are saved by grace through faith. Faith comes through one avenue, and that is by hearing, not having heard, and hearing by the word of God. So we know how faith comes, and we also know that without faith, it is impossible to please him. Oftentimes when people have a need and they show up in our face, God is trying to get us blessed. But you see, sometimes when we oftentimes think that everybody got game, and a lot of folk do, and people are trying to get over, we get blinded and block our own blessings because we're really not listening to what the Holy Ghost is saying to us. So when we talk about can faith save him, James raised that question because it's important to be raised. If I'm saved by grace through faith, grace is unearned, unmerited favor. I didn't do anything to get saved except show myself up in the presence of God as a sinner. Because grace is only necessary where sin is. You, there's no need for grace where there's no sin. And that's why the word says where sin abounded. And I got any help in here? You must not have no works. Where sin abounded, grace did much more. Grace always does more. There's always more grace than there is sin. Whether it's the Russia probe or the probe in the hood, it does not matter. There's always more grace. Somebody ought to tell the Lord thank you. So James wants to know, can faith save you? Now what he's talking about is talking the game, but having no works to back it up. And when Paul says, for by grace are you saved through faith, he's talking about, do you really believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross for your sins and mine? Do you really believe that his shed blood on that cross... <clears throat> was sufficient to satisfy the just and righteous demands of a holy God, do you really believe? Because if you don't really believe that, there's no way you can be saved. Hello? 
There's no way you can be saved rejecting the work that Jesus did on the cross. Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. So Jesus wasn't just walking the walk. He was walking the walk, talking the talk, and doing the do. Oh, yeah, that's what he did. So there is no salvation without grace through faith. And faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes only by the word of God. You can't fast to get more faith. You ain't got enough money to buy more faith. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So Paul's argument is. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And you confess that with your mouth and believe in your heart that his blood bought you, then you can be saved. That's Paul's argument. James' argument is I'm tired of you running your mouth and doing nothing. Because your whole argument about your faith that you have, which you cannot show because you have no works to back your mouth up. And if you have no words to back your mouth up, then you might as well shut up until you get yourself in that place with God. You need to get saved. Because you cannot show faith where there are no works. And God knows how many people talk a good game and if you were to go and talk to their neighbor next door to them, they'd tell you, the messiest folk that's ever lived on the planet live in that house right there. They live right there. So we have to be aware of the fact. See, part of the problem in what James is dealing with is that in that particular church, and you have to go back, uh, further in chapter 2 to get this in that particular church there were people that had become respecters of persons and the ushers here were guilty not, not here <laughs> okay the, the, the ushers were guilty of, of, of catering to the rich people mm-hmm yeah, so, so, so when brother came in with his phylacteries on and his long robe and diamonds that blinded the sun, it was so many of them, they said, oh, mister, come down here. Sit right here in a good seat. Then they saw a man coming in with tainted clothes and they said, sit over there. Get, get on over there. And James says, you respect a person. And there's a problem in the church because some of y'all respect some of y'all and some of y'all don't respect some of y'all. But you're giving the people that you think can help you along the way all of your attention. I, I, I think ministry is better this way when, when I back up out of your face and let the scriptures talk. See, because some of y'all get highly offended when it's one-on-one. -on -one. But at the end of the day, guess what? It's still going to be one-on-one. -on -one. So I'm not saying anything that the scriptures are not saying. So what we have to understand is that the, the ushers were giving the rich people the chief seats. And the people that could not pay their way or did not have no 
deep roots in that assembly or were considered to be a group of nobodies were treated like that. And so James says, wait a minute. Hold everything. These rich folk that you're worshiping, those are the ones that keep having your children thrown in jail. These are the people that keep tormenting you, but you keep trying to cater to them. And those that are on the same level you're on, you don't respect them. There's a problem. You don't think it went away 2,000 years ago, do you? So, 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 then James took another focus. He said, we got some people among us that are destitute of daily food. Don't really have what they need. So the faith that James is talking about is I need to see you do something to help your brothers and your sisters. You know, it's amazing to me. When our sister who is over that aspect in the ministry of getting these baskets together to feed some people that are destitute, you'd be amazed the attitude of some people at some of our local churches. I put it like that. Because when the decision was made, and I made the decision, we giving food to a lot of folk all out there that never come here. And we got people that are here that need food. Do you know when I made that decision, some folk got the mitigated audacity to wag their mouth talking about, why are we just doing that here? Dumb head. If you don't feed your own family, what you doing down the street? See, when it comes to pure Christianity, the reason a lot of people buck against it is because they don't read their Bible. Last time you took time, well, let me leave you alone. Let me, let, me, let me get this message to you. Because if a man does not provide for his own and take care of his own household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. It's good to do good unto all men, but especially unto those who are the household of faith. So why are we trying to feed Shreveport and we got folk right here that need something? And why is it that somebody here would say something against that? See, when it comes to real Christianity, a lot of y'all don't want to deal with it because it brings people to task. When you ask a person, why are you saying that? Don't you read your Bible? But they think they're justified because a lot of people only want somebody to give them something, but they don't want to give nobody else something. Is there an amen in the house? Faith without works is dead. And the Lord is saying, you're saying all this, but you don't help nobody. You don't help nobody. And that's not the way Christianity is supposed to be. Christianity in loving Jesus is for the next person. And then there's another thing right there, little, little thing you have to be aware of. When you help somebody, shut the heck up and go on. Don't be like the hypocrites were in those days blowing a trumpet, talking about all the folk you didn't help and all this and that. You got your reward. So just be a blessing and go on about your business. Because God got something bigger than we could ever give one another. Can I get a witness up in here? 
So can faith save him? Verse 15, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Even so faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. Yeah, a man may say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Oh yeah, you make big money. How much, how much of it went to the church's treasury? Church got bills too. The government is not responsible for taking care of Greenwood Acres. We are. And it's good ground and God fixed it that way so you can get some more stuff. So we have to rightly divide the scripture. So the works of faith is seen in our action and what we do toward one another. And oh yeah, by the way, I want to thank you for you all celebrating my wife and I uh, um, 37 years here. I'm really grateful. I am... From the very depths of my heart, I am forever grateful. And I've been saying it for years, couldn't prove it, but the scripture came on the first night that we got started. No, no, on Wednesday night. Yeah, the 28th of November. The pastor's honorarium is to bless the whole church. It, it's written. We are together in this, and those that teach you, which in this case is myself, through auspices of the Holy Ghost, have a right to your carnal things. And it's by doing that that God affords an opportunity for the whole church by sowing into my life to get your double blessings. That's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. So we have to understand that God wants our good works to follow our good words. Can I get a witness? Now, the works of faith. Faith without works, say that back to me, faith without works is dead. Okay. So the works of faith means that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God and I will do what the Lord tell me to do. Because it's my obedience that's going to garner up my blessings. Now let's, let's take a walk down through here right quick. When we talk about our father Abraham. Abraham was told by God to take your only son, Isaac, up on Mount Moriah. And offer him there for a sacrifice. Now that was a hard saying. But the Bible in another place says that Abraham believed God. And it was accounted unto him for what? For righteousness. So watch this. We have to write a divide to scripture. So if a person does not have Jesus Christ, has never accepted Jesus, has no intentions of accepting Jesus, but go about the Salvation Army serving meals for Thanksgiving, that's good. Doing all these other good deeds, that's good, but ain't no salvation in it. There's no salvation in it. We're not saved by works. 
So in order for Abraham to show God that he believed him, he carried his son upon Mount Moriah. Same mountain range that Jesus would be crucified on years into the future. Because when God found in Abraham a man who was willing to give his son, that's what gave God the legal rights on this planet to kill his son. So whatever God does, God has no wasted motions. So whatever God asks or demands or commands of us to do, I guarantee you, it's a blessing behind that that we can't see until we walk in obedience. Amen. So, so the main thing is God is asking or commanding us to do a thing so that he can in turn be free to do a thing. Because other than that, God has no authority here in this earth. Oh, I need to say that again. God has no authority here. God has done all about the devil that he's going to do. He gave us authority to put Satan upon our feet. He gave us authority to trample and to walk on serpents. He gave us that authority. Today's message, The Work of Faith. FC2710, FC2710 is now available on CD for only $10. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885. Or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. Or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. 
If you say those words and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.